This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malformed. With Karen and Chris. Hi. <laughs> it is, yes. This is so futuristic. I know. The future's here and it's waiting to pick you up. I've never been in a car like this. I'm wow. so sorry that that okay. took us so long. Yeah. Good to see you. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, Margaret. Good to see you. Again. Good to see you. Yeah, we must apologize. That's okay. Karen's hair was wet. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm used I'll take yours. the full blame. Now I, watch the future. I'm going to back down the street. Um, you can go straight. Oh, I can? Yeah. Sweet. I believe uh, we went to your old house first. Did you go to B- Belden? Did you go to Belden Drive? <laughs> is that the one that's up behind the Gelson's? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, guys, I know where it is. <laughs> No, I've been to this multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) But we got all kind of, this is our first episode back in the car since the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. You're our premier guest. Well, I'm honored. This is really cool. This this, this is your car? Yes. Now, um, this is incredible. And do you have to plug it in? Yes. Do you plug it in at your house? I do. I have a charger in my garage. Did they install that for you? I had to have an electrician install it. Okay, okay. And then um, how many, um, how does it compare compare to (laughs) going to the gas station? It is so much cheaper. It's crazy. And I feel like this, the savings, uh, (laughs) I couldn't afford not to buy it. Well, I actually ended up, I, first of all, the statement I'd like to make is I bought a Tesla before a Elon Musk came out as a full-on Nazi. Right. Yeah. So right. I'm absolutely considering getting rid of it or at least shopping for other electric cars. But I will say this. I bought this car right before the gas 
crazy. Remember when gas was like $8 mm-hmm. a gallon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got it right before and I was so like a little devil giggling to myself because it felt like such a win. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure, you go ahead. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's great because then you just plug it in. I don't even drive that much. So it's really worth it and really good. What if all the electricity in the city goes out? Yeah, then I walk. Okay, so it's a good, if you want to exercise in the future. But then do you, um, can it drive you? This, can you, can it, it, yeah. It's supposed to be able to, but I would never do the self-driving. I don't think they really have the technology in the way where you don't kill children. Right. It seems really weird. Yeah, I, I would be so freaked out. Yeah. I just don't... Because I think, like, um, driving up north, you can put it on, like, if you're just on the five and you're still steering, but it's just gassing and braking for you. But uh-huh. Oh, I think it also can steer for you. But I don't trust anyone or anything. So Well, I don't even do, like, cruise control. Right. I've like, never, right. never, I've done never ever done that. You're, I feel the same way. I like to be in control of my accelerating and my braking and my Jake braking. <laughs> I don't want to be uh, relaxing in the car and kind of, like, not... And, pay. like, just, you know, being a passenger. You, you know, you're supposed to drive it. But yeah. then, um, but this is really cool. Like, so the whole skylight, it's like a big, you're uh, in the outside. I didn't even look up. Yeah. Do you see, like, it's like such a trippy um, thing because it's like a big window. Yeah. But it doesn't really, it's weird because the, the tint is really good on it. So I don't, it's not like you get hot or anything. Yeah. I don't have to worry about my melanoma or anything. As well, far as I know. I'm sold on it, except for that whole Nazi thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, it's a real wrench. It yeah. just, yeah, he ruins it. Yes. But um, it's also such a cool car. It's, yeah. I love it's so, it. It's, it's so really cool. fast. It's yeah. great on the freeway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks like a modern home. I thought this was made to look like uh, marble, with it, but it's little paw prints. It's, do- it's all dog. <laughs> oh, dog. it's little dog. <laughs> it's dogs going, where are we going? What's happening? Do they like the car? They both get pretty stressed out. They're not car dogs, really. Mm-hmm. So... I have a dog named Blossom who is famous for throwing up within five minutes of being in the car. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she thinks I'm driving her back to the pound. No. Yeah. And I try to tell her, but she won't listen. And then Frank just is always kind of stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't love it. But, yeah. Maybe with time. Maybe if I just keep torturing both of them, they'll they'll get into it. Time heals all dog trauma. My little dog that loves she loves the car, but she always knows when we're home because I do this really hard left into the driveway <laughs> that I don't ever make in any other situation. So that's when she knows we're home. Yeah, and that she gets she has like this bed that is like in the front seat and it's got like a little harness, so it's like her seat belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just really loves the car. Oh, she's very comfortable in it. I uh, love your dog, Margaret. She's and sweet. I'm not like it's a Chihuahua and maybe something else. She's a Chihuahua Dalmatian mix, but I don't Dalmatian? see the Dalmatian. I don't neither. I at all. would not expect that dog to fight fire. Is she? <laughs> is she bigger than a regular Chihuahua? She's so she's about five pounds. 
five mm. and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it is a full on dog that you could have in this purse. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like a like a juicy couture Y two K flip phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Um, a Paris Hilton Paris special. Hilton. Yeah. Paris Hilton. That's hot yeah. dog. Like Ale- it's a very little, um, you yeah. know, velour tracksuit. Yeah. Your dog is in Los Angeles when I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's very Melrose in two thousand and two. Yeah. And and need we forget the movie Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Yeah. <laughs> very that. Your dog always has her midriff showing. But, she's really into crop tops and <laughs> um, <laughs> she's very belly chains, belly chains and mat Pilates. She does <laughs> a lot of mat Pilates. She keeps it tight. But your dog's eyes, there's so much. I just was staring into that dog's eyes. She loves men. Oh. She loves men so much. (laughs) It's really embarrassing. So I shouldn't have taken it personally. Well, it's just she (laughs) loves any man, any, um, like, she just, and she loves all of the men of of Largo in particular, like Uh Flanny and and Michael, and she loves, she loves guys. That show that I was uh, honored to do was uh, very a very uh, magical night and I don't say that phrase ever but. it's a great it's a great I, I wish that Karen would do the show with me I um, want to you know we can do some comedy yeah we can, we can do, people tree it up we we should do our 30th anniversary of the people tree uh, and bring Bruce and Sully what is the people tree Margaret and I, I can't believe I've never told you this. Margaret and I, what year was that? Like 97, 96? Yeah, I think it was like 96. We wrote a sketch show and just put it up. And it was like me, Margaret, and we had Jeff Hatz in it. We Jeff had, was really great. Uh, uh, Bruce Daniels. Bruce Daniels. And Sully McCullough. Sully McCullough. John Travis. Oh, John Travis. <laughs> and um, John Travis kind of, was kind of like... Uh, he was more of an outer member, so he was more like the Buck Henry, or he would have maybe done like um, the Mr. Bill kind of yeah. sketches. Like he was sort of a little bit like outside of it, mm-hmm. but still in it. Honorary. And so the sketches we did, we had two picture frames, and then we would uh, put the sketches happening in, so the comedy were happening in the sketch, the, the picture frames. Yeah. That's all I remember. And then we did something uh, parodying the Canadian Broadcasting Company at... Uh, some kind of like <laughs> it was like a Canadian children's show. Yeah. I don't it was a teen show. I shudder to think what those sketches were like. I know there was one where like you were winning an award and then I was at home, like in my picture frame, I was drunk at home. Remember that one where I was just kind of like, This is my time or whatever. <laughs> it was very like a little bit gray gardens. It was funny. Nervous breakdown. There were some highlights, there were some lowlights. I think you broke your leg, too. I broke my ankle at that fucking theater in Santa Monica. Yeah. Like, during or, or before? Strained. I did this thing when we were rehearsing, and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I ran across this stage, j- did a jump, just because I was, like, so happy and having so much fun. When I landed, I was I landed right on a black wire that didn't have any, like, Ooh. warning tape on it. And so I just slid and then rolled my ankle Ugh. And then just Awful. had this fucked up ankle. For I hate it. when people get punished for having fun. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was very dramatic. 
Did I tell you about the time that I was uh, Howard Kramer's backup dancer and broke my arm during a show and did not know? I did the diving worm and there was a mattress and I missed the mattress. But I continued to dance. Shit. And found out later that I had broken my arm. Oh, no. Yeah. It, uh, surprisingly, though, there's there's many, there's a whole spectrum when it comes to arm breaking. And mine was at the very low. I Hairline fracture? Yeah. Hairline or green stick, as they often say. Oh. Uh, but not as often as hairline. So why <laughs> why did I even say <laughs> Do that? Do you need a cast? I didn't. It was too late. It had healed on its own. Oh. Yeah. You powered through it. Sorry, Margaret. I'm just randomly driving. Do you want me to take you anywhere specific, or should we just drive around? We can drive around. I was think I suggested the Korean market, mm -hmm. but yeah. um, that's very close to here. Which okay. you, if you wanted to go there, you could just go right. Okay. Here or, or towards the right. Yeah. Well, when uh, I when I mentioned that we will take you somewhere, I didn't realize I didn't mean to plant the the idea that we would go into the market and be able to record. We aren't that mobile, even oh. though we're in a car. Well, then let's just drive. Okay. Okay. We're okay. fine. But Perfect. if you had planned and brought a list for the Korean market, we can go there. No, it's all right. <laughs> even after recording. Are you going to get a bunch of those really awesome gummies that are like kiwi flavored and shit that and they're, you can't oh, get from here? They're all like individually packed. <laughs> they're so good. They're um, so yes. Good. I do love the... Um, very realistic grape flavors. Oh. Um, all of those gummies are really, really good. A white grape gummy oh, is yeah. like you didn't know you wanted it until you're eating it. It's well, so delicious. Yeah, we're our whole lives we just uh, assume that it's okay that purple grape flavor. That's not a. It's nowhere near what grape is. It's a candy mm -hmm. flavor. Right. And but those Asian, uh, like a muscat grape, or. Um, very real, hyper realistic, but not, there's not really a real flavor. It's very interesting. They're trying to match a thing. I really, because of my deep passion for gummy candies, I had no idea how good the, and is it Korean or is it Japanese? I think the ones that you were specifically thinking of are Japanese. Are, they're individually wrapped ones. Yeah. The kiwi ones are Japanese. So it's kind of racist that I'm even talking about. No, this no, no. Well. I mean, they're all sort of like all marketed to them. Asia is like a big, big. They're all kind of the same in yeah. a way. Yes. Um, that like school of candy and the peach ones. That's very Japanese, oh. like a white peach. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So good. It's I, so good. I think I've only had white peach in tea form. Oh yeah, <laughs> it seems like a tea flavor. It's a, but the um, the candy. I love a sour cola bottle. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't had one of those since I was ten. I feel like the cola ones, the Coke bottles, are harder to chew than all of the gummies. Yeah, yeah. they're the biggest challenge. Well, they're trying to remind you that in real life they are indeed made of glass. Right. <laughs> So it much like the, you know, when you're, you're, you're digging into a whole bowl of runts and then you come upon the banana, it's just reminding you, you don't bite into a banana peel. That's why they're rock hard. The That's runts it. are the ones that are, ha they have like a little hard banana. Yeah. Yep. So hard. I guess because they're longer and they were like, hey, these are getting brittle in the bag. Yeah. What do we do? Um, let's make them tooth chippingly hard. <laughs> And that'll, that'll they'll maintain their integrity. The kids will love the integrity. 
I love runts. I just love miniatures, and I love the Fruit of the Loom logo, and uh, I love <laughs> tiny fruit. Um, I'm not going to hide it anymore. You don't, you don't it's have so to. It's so good. It's so, it, yeah, my mouth is really watering. If you had to, if we were to stop at any store right now, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we seeing For a Starbucks drive-thru? Uh, do we do it? <laughs> Should we go there? Margaret, we used to always go through the Starbucks drive-thru so much so that at any time I have a show, I would receive Starbucks cards. And I, through the entire pandemic, lived off of them. I and love it. It's been a year since I received one. And now it's time. We'll go. I'm not. Let's do it. We got to yeah. do it, right? The, you're set the other night. You were very good at stand up. And it was fun to watch, and I learned from watching you, but also your audience is, was ridiculously great. They, they were, were wonderful. I well, mean, thank you. You're so funny. They were enjoying the way I was talking. I just they haven't loved, had an audience They loved yet. you I, so much. I thank you. I, they I, really loved you. I thank. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. No, but, but I they... Did, feel great they and were so enamored with you yeah i it's one of those situations where you're just talking in between jokes and that was getting laughs, laughs and so i thought well wait are they making fun of me because i stammer and i'm not riddled with confidence you know because that's never been my thing but but it was the opposite they were just great i just realized halfway through like oh this is going well yeah 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 so, okay uh, wait Good job uh, building should, that. Does everyone up. just want to order for themselves? I think we should. This okay. is very exciting. We haven't done this for years. And I wanted to let the barista know we haven't done this in years. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'll take a tall um, mocha with just one pump of mocha in it, please. I will have a, a, a grande iced coffee with some almond milk. And, and uh, I'll get one pump also of vanilla. I would like a um, cookies and cream cake pop. Thank you. I will never learn their sizes. Why not? It's been 29 years. Because tall, you would think, would be, oh, I don't know, the tallest one. But it's, in fact, small. Right. So It's, it's always befuddled me. Their grande sizing. sounds huge. And then venti sounds like something you say when you say goodbye at a party where people <laughs> kiss each other on the cheek. <laughs> Karen went to Italy. I just came back from Italy. Oh, really? Yeah. For oh a my month. God. My glasses are so dirty. I look like, look at how dirty those glasses are. Well, oh, I thought they were broken. I no, thought no. that was one pair of glasses. And oh, you, no, no. Oh, that's, yeah, that's. They're smudged. That's you know like, what? You This is going to blow your mind. Uh, oh Watch this. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm being so aggressive. Don't yell. Watch this. Whoa. No way. This is a glasses cleaner that I keep in my pocket like a weirdo. Oh, and I've lost my phone. I'm new to glasses, and so I get frustrated that they're always dirty. But if you just put these in your pocket, all types of pocket residue and oils. Yeah. And this just fits in its little coin purse. You, so you ha it has its own yeah. holder. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. I really needed that. Yeah. Those were it's, shockingly dirty. Yeah. It's really, this is more time than I usually spend. It looks like I kind of slept face down on a, like a cheese pizza or something, <laughs> doesn't it? 
<laughs> well, when you look through them continually, then you don't see the the dirt. Yes. Oh, look no, no. I mean, Thank try that. They're going to be like new. Oh my god! Yeah. Thank this, you so much. It's like you're in Italy again with the clear <laughs> skies. Thank and you then they kindly. fit. I don't know. If you saw it the first time. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. So, oh. Margaret, you got to do a Margaret and Friends at Largo show, like it was. Like it was like it was 2003 and I do I actually have a monthly there nice so you should come and do the show with me okay I'd love to and um but yeah it's it's like month like every month one or two months or something mm-hmm. but it's fun and you've been doing it so are you like doing it I've been building doing another hour yeah but I, I mean it's never like uh it's so weird I guess I I, I mean I always try to do shows like there and then go on the road. I don't really do that much other stuff in town. Yeah, I I imagine it's. Is it hard for you to just show up? I would imagine it being hard for you to just do shows and not have there be chaos. No, no, no. It's it's more that I just don't like to drive. I'm so lazy. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so it's the same reason I don't. I'm oh, so wow. lazy. But if I had a car like this, I might. <laughs> So that, ooh, boy, that was a pump of flavor. <laughs> I have more of a sweet tooth now that I've stopped drinking. So, wait, are you saying that you, that Largo, that show is basically what you do in town? Yeah. Now that you have, like, a monthly show? You yeah, just do I don't that. really do very many other things in town. I mean, because I just, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just so, like, I don't want to leave my house ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, there's always the gamble of most shows not being fulfilling, and then you... You get a bad read on a joke or... I don't... Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I kind of don't... I don't know. I guess I, I just don't like to... Um, I just don't like to drive around that much. But if I'm if I really need to do something, then I'll definitely go out and do more shows. I As I get older, I'm so uh, less inclined to be out every at clubs every night. I think there's something about that. Some comics really still do love that. They mm-hmm. love to just go to these clubs and hang out. I just don't like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. I I never did. I just keep doing it because I have still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, it's like when we were younger, we would never at home. We'd go out every night. It was yeah. It was all I wanted to do every single night. Yeah, and it was like not even a choice. It was just kind of like we would plan, like that. The show was automatic, and then it's like, and should we go to dinner? And yeah. Should we? And we'll go to Fellini's, yeah. and then we'll go. Um, we'll like, do four things. Every night was a show. Like it was like Monday was like Largo, or Sunday was on Cabaret. Monday yeah. was Largo. Tuesday, I don't know, we were freestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, every night there was something. Yeah. Where somebody would be in town. Yes, you'd go. Sometimes you would. The very bittersweet times where it would be us going to see someone else do it and then it would just make me want to do it more the next night. Yeah. Or like Mr. Show's tapings. Yep. Because Karen, Karen was in Mr. Show so then you were like always going to those too. Yeah. Did, did they tape them at Largo? No, they taped them on um, where was it? it was Hollywood on... Center maybe? Yeah. Yeah. One of those, those two are really similar, the Hollywood Center Studios and the other one. Sunset Gower. Yeah, maybe. I think, and then there was like a Fraser rap party. We would like go <laughs> to like a Fraser rap party. You know, wouldn't matter. There'd be something 
we just get on the list of some party that maybe we would no business be at. Thursday night, we had this thing called Cocktail Club. Oh, shit. And it was a place where, you know, you would have a party from about 6.30 to 8.30. And um, you would go. And it was a little bit like swing dancing, but no dancing. Yes. It was very mid-90s. Also, Cocktail Club, like, start was started by Richard Rushfield and his friend. And then we got in there and took over mm-hmm. and turned it into a barn burner, like, tear down alcoholism party where the person who started it wanted to do like a we'll play pink martini in the background and be classy mm-hmm. and we're like no we're drinking straight out of this handle of vodka and, yeah. we're, and we're gonna fucking get some shit done and then the girl the girl quit cocktail club and then all of our friends we just took over and then it was our thing mm-hmm. very rude but it was a place where you could meet um all sorts of people, like wearing vintage clothes, <laughs> hats, um, squirrel nut zippers, might or might not be playing. <laughs> it was, yeah, there was a lot of like, did you read blank in the LA Weekly? There was a lot of, um, you know, local journalism warning mm-hmm. us about Scientology. Mm-hmm. Important stuff, clothes. Cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Man, you're painting a real picture, and Mm -hmm. it is the movie Swingers. (laughs) It's very much, it it sort of predates the movie Swingers and then happens simultaneously, concurrently with the movie Swingers. Yeah. I mean, that movie had me taking swing dance lessons. (laughs) It was that. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Did you really? Oh, yes. I, (laughs) and I had a partner, I had a sub for, and when that partner wouldn't show up, and I may or may not have worn a tiny hat. <laughs> wow. It, it was a little phase, and my my skater friends didn't know about it. There was I just went with my pal, Zach, and we would go to swing class. But it was it was during that time that the you know, the third wave of ska was <laughs> I had all, I was listening to music with horns in it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like it's a very cherry pop and daddy's kind yes, of the, era. The, I loved that music uh, when it first came out and never liked the name, of course. But uh, <laughs> we used to go see Skank and Pickle a lot yeah. live. That was a that was a part of our I would I listen. Guys, yes. I would yeah. listen to Skank and Pickle right now. Yeah, I love I, those they guys. Still, they rule. Yeah, they're the best. I know. I um, they had a song called Margaret Cho. Yes, they wrote a song uh, for me, and um, they were such nice guys. And I, I still am in contact with some of them. Uh, but they, I, I mean, ska's often misunderstood, mm-hmm. but I love it. I do too. I'm glad I can be open about that. <laughs> I really still do. I know I was pretending that I, I said I used to, but I, love it. <laughs> I really. I'm. It's it's such an up vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it really is a good, you know, that's a good palate cleanser if you need some energy and some positivity. Right. But I would like to go back to you taking swing dancing lessons because yes. then was the goal of that to then go to a club and swing dance with a stranger? Well, uh, yeah, I. It was. It. I thought it was a healthy way to maybe meet someone in my small town. Okay. And there were a few places that had bands that uh, required that kind of dancing. So. And did I, it did I, it work? Yeah. Oh. Oh God! I raked it in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm kidding. Raked it in. 
I'm talking about people, for God's sake. <laughs> I, yes, it was, that was the reason, and it was fun. And, like, if you would grow up going to punk rock and, and, and metal shows, it's a show where everyone leaves happy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there are elements of the, the music that I like. I wanted to learn how to dance that way. So then everybody's doing the same choreography, basically? Well, yes. There was the, the class I took was more like traditional swing. So I'd actually end up going to kind of country music shows. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was uh, not ballroom. I, I should remember the types of swing, but it really is the same. Uh, rudimentary body movement. Mm-hmm. It's just to the. Rhythm. Did you ever flip anybody up uh, over your own head? I to each side and between the legs. You bet. <laughs> For real. And I kind of overuse the spinning thing, but I. It's a good thing to do when you don't know what to do. It's the spin, hold in, back to her, back to my chest, and then out. Yeah. I would do that three or four times. Yeah, that seems scary. Yeah, that's a lot. Were they wearing saddle shoes? Did you wear saddle shoes? I, no, I think I just wore skate sneakers. I didn't get into the footwear. I wanted no something. No penny loafers, yeah. no um, <laughs> wing tips. Yes, I wanted something. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember what was on my feet. I know I never wore a slippery shoe. Wait, this reminds me, sorry to sidebar to Margaret, but this makes me think of that bar. Do you remember the Deluxe in San Francisco? That was in the upper hate and all the people that worked there dressed like they were from the 40s. Yes. And it was super like intense cosplaying the 40s. Yeah. And they were like so vintage. Yes. That you just like smelled them coming with the mothball smell. <laughs> yes. And they were really um, just seriously very with the high eyebrows and a very like red lip that was really dry. Wow. And like one lady looked exactly like Veronica Lake. Like that yeah. was kind of her thing. And so one time serious. she came into the gap when I was working there and I'm like, look, Veronica Lake is in real life. Like <laughs> the only time we ever saw her was in that bar. Mm-hmm. That was such a weird fucking time. It was like all of culture was like, well, what do we do now? Like we've already mm-hmm. done the seventies. We did punk. I guess now we just go back to the 40s. Like we're starting over. Yeah, let's do the prohibition thing. (laughs) Well, then, well, the 90s does 40s. Yeah. But then the intense people that live so vintage, that to me it's like really exhausting. Yeah. To be that vintage. It it is. I love that you could smell mothballs on the (laughs) on the the clothing of people that have passed. Yeah, they just start. you, You know, to me it's just very. Uh, but it reminds me of also where um, I know uh, Pearl Harbor, you know, that the rock star, she's um, Pearl. She was in a band called Pearl Harbor and the Explosions. And I I've met, never heard that band. Is the, the lady that's really tall? Uh, no, she's um, probably about my height, but she was married to Paul uh, from The Clash, Paul Simonon. Oh, shit. And um, she had moved into the hood. And she said the only way that you can be safe in the hood if you're not like from there is to dress as rockabilly as possible. <laughs> then that's sort of a weird cloak of invisibility. Oh. So if you're really rockabilly, <laughs> that you actually, No one pays attention to you? You have, I don't know, maybe people think that you're just down. Oh. It's really interesting. Yeah, and now I'm remembering that I did wear a series of Western shirts. <laughs> oh, I... So, Kind of rockabilly. Yes, I'm afraid so. Well, also... While swing dancing? 
guess. <laughs> I did it very, I used to be good at multitasking. <laughs> but it also, I moved to Austin, Texas in like 2003, where I first saw you perform, Margaret. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, you were you were the first comic that was political and you were speaking out at all of Austin, Texas didn't care for W. Bush, but you actually talked about it on stage and I had never. What'd she say? Can you remember her jokes? She didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, now I really. I know. I really, you really like him? I really like him. I miss him. Isn't it? If, yeah, I know. Oh, I'm like, Comparatively. I'm like, yeah, how precious, how cute. Yeah, oh, how yeah. Would, how cute Republicans used yeah. to be. Like, how adorable. Yeah, I think we we know now that he was just kind of being used as a puppet and didn't really maybe fully realize everything like you know, the new the new he was level. just a nepo baby he just kind of got <laughs> he got like caught up in it <laughs> he was the ultimate nepo he baby. was the ultimate nepo baby he just kind of like was born into it didn't know how to say no yeah that would actually be a really good uh, new version of Succession mm -hmm. is the the Bush family succession story. Oh, yeah. With H. Walker, whatever that guy's name yeah. is, the old mean one being mean to W. Well, oh, yeah. that, that movie Vice kind of opened my eyes a little bit. To mm -hmm. what it what he was really like? Yeah. And, and it was funny. I remember at South by Southwest, there was a documentary called Journeys with George where this uh, correspondent traveled with. Al and Tipper Gore in one plane, and then also uh, on George Bush's uh, plane. And everyone went there wanting to hate on W. And <laughs> he was just so likable in the thing that it really, the audience left confused. Because <laughs> on his plane, there was a margarita machine, and he's like dancing for the camera and just seemed sort of fun. And then they'd cut to Alan Tipper and she'd be taking the F word out of rap music and he was reading about uh, methane farts and or global warming. And it was just, and there's classical music and they just seem less fun. Yeah, they're definitely less fun. I just saw a TikTok though, speaking of that, of, um, but it was a really old SNL. It was like one of the first What's Up With That. You know, Keenan Thompson yeah, yeah. is the guy who yeah. does the whole long song. And the two guests on What's Up With That were uh, Al Gore and I can't, it was an actress, some actress that looked like she'd been trapped there. It was like Kristen Stewart or somebody. Al Gore is a really funny uh, person to put in a sketch to be boring because mm -hmm. his voice is like, it seems like he's doing a voice of a boring person. Yeah. He's so wood. Yeah. He's like the most wood man. He, I mean, imagine like having to eat dinner with that guy. Yeah. It would be like eating with the table only because he's <laughs> extreme wood. Yeah. He's extreme wood. <laughs> he's, he's like particle board wood. We're just like, sir, we're actually, and G-dubs, it's like, yeah, he was a terrible public speaker and, you know, mishandled 9-11. And, and a war criminal, but... But, you know, he's kind of <laughs> like that. You know, like, he's like, he's up for a good time. It's just sad. Like, it's something kind of... I mean, it's, but this is, like, compared to the Republicans of now, who are just... I don't even know what's going on. They're straight-up fucking Nazis. Yeah. 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 They've... They've totally unmasked in a way that's like no one is ready for this shit no 
It's horrible. And they're, but here, what's cool is, and sorry, because I am fully addicted to TikTok and can't stop oh, watching. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> I love it so much. And there's all these people, these up and comers in politics that are just fucking going head to head with them and being like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. It's so great. That's a lot of like, like you can tell they're like women who are like, hey, I was just planning on being like a mom and, you know, maybe having my own small business. And instead I have to go take on the government. Yeah. Well, everyone has a voice now and it's empowering and it's happening. It's kind of cool. It yeah, is. That's what's good about TikTok. But then you get on to like the alt-right TikTok, which is so gross. No. And so depressing and disgusting. Or the the turf TikTok makes me sick. Ugh. Those people so are just mad. mentally ill. They're mentally ill, but they're just so like smug about it using that bull glamour filter to like <laughs> just talk talk shit about like being mad at Britney Griner for hating America, which uh. is like the dumbest. You don't even know, like, they're like, all these other people need to be saved from Russian prison. But they, you, you didn't even know their name. Yeah. Right. Until this week. Like, you're just, like, making shit up. It's just sickening. How do you watch that side's view uh, on TikTok without it changing your phone's algorithm to, into thinking that's what you want to see? It's stitched usually by somebody who is, like, a uh, progressive who's making a talk, talk okay. sort of making a statement about sure, it. Cause I sure. really get scared that I might get on that side. Right. Yeah. You don't want those people. Every once in a while I see them uh, try and flirt with me and I'm like, why is this in my, and I flag it and go <laughs> like Not do interested. everything I can. Yeah. yeah. But then I don't know what the, it's important to keep your enemies close as they say. <laughs> well, I love when those people, when the um, TikTok starts and it's one of those people saying their weird bullshit and then someone interrupts, but they're not doing like a debate style argument. It's just like, have you ever seen that guy that does, he's doing like a old fashioned song and dance to the song called Shut the Fuck Up. <laughs> and it is, I think he's like a Broadway dancer because he is, has an amazing body and he's like, seems like a highly trained mm -hmm. dancer with like the big thigh muscle. Yeah. But yeah. he's doing like a tippity tap with a cane, it's mm -hmm. so fucking funny. And it's like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And it's, I, that. those are my favorite when people are so funny. It's so, it, it's just really, I love how when a song will take over to that stick. So this week it's like, one margarita, I'll go over my legs. <laughs> Two margaritas, I would give me some <laughs> Three margaritas, I'll put it in my put. Four margaritas, I'll put it in my two. <laughs> Bye, Margaret. And then it just cuts out. <laughs> it's like that uh, Eddie Murphy's a little man. It's just a list of things to put, put in his butt. Put a little man in my butt. Oh, oh, yeah, put that's a right. in put your a, butt. Put a tin it, can. Boog, is it boogie? Put a tim tam. <laughs> tin can. I put a tin can. That's right. Put a tin can. Put a little, put a little man. Put a little tiny man in your butt. That was... He was way the fuck ahead of his time, that Eddie Murphy. That was a good song. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. That was his foray into making things for children because Boogie. I was a kid that loved that song so much. Boogie in Your Butt was really, it was, <laughs> it was a, it, yeah, it's a bop. It's a good one. It's huge. It's huge. The things you can do uh, while on Rowdy Powder at, uh, oh, with, he made that music with uh, Rick James. Rick James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick James's house. But, the other party all the time is a really good song. Yeah, it is. It's, it just is. Again, cocaine. 
has a really good voice. I mean, he's always had a really music, like a musicality to his comedy and his, you know, yes, everything about him. Margaret, have you you've made music before, right? Have you yes. ever sang in a band? Yes, I sing in a couple of bands. I have a band with. Um, a bunch of people from Wilco, and actually a member of Crowded House, um, wow. Mark Hart, and it's called Bros Before Chose. It's so stupid, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we tell really dumb songs. But um, I've sa- I've sang in a few bands, but it never quite stuck. Like you know, and I also again I hate carrying shit, <laughs> so I'm never good. Right. I'm not going to be good in a band because I don't want to yeah. carry anything to the venue oh, or carry anything out. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. I because you did this for a while too. You did guitar uh, some guitar songs mm-hmm. when you would go do comedy shows. Yeah, and when I was doing the same thing. It was so motherfucking humiliating. Every time I would show up somewhere with my big dumb guitar, I would just be like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> like, this is, it's so, all the other comics are just standing around normal. And then I'm standing there, like, leaning against a big old acoustic guitar case. Yeah. Just humiliating. It's just so big and heavy, and I just don't want to carry it. And then I don't want to sound check, and I don't want to tune it. Mm-mm. And um, then if I'm done with the song, I'm left, then it's just sitting there. Yep. And um, I'm not a good player necessarily, so it's not even like um, I can noodle on it. It's right. just, it, it's a hassle. It is tr- a true hassle. Did you have something with Broken Social Scene? Yes, I'm actually in that band too, but I, I've never played... <laughs> that is a recess of my brain. <laughs> I've never played uh, a gig with them yet. I, but I'm in the band. I that's amazing. Yeah. They're one of my favorites of all time. They're the all, best. All that, but Canadian. there's so many people in it. Like, so you <laughs> could just say you're in it. Are you? Do you know Emily Hines? I don't know Emily. I know Kevin. Okay. So I, he said I could be in it, that's, and that I am in it. If I if I'm asked in the future that I'm and I'm still in it. I love it. So so like if you ever are on the road and they're on the road and you play in the same city on the same night you I could can go. go and 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 I told him I'll be walking backwards on stage playing the triangle <laughs> and then I'll still be in it but yeah I'm in it but that's not I've, I've done a lot of stuff with Canadian musicians like AC Newman yeah who, uh, oh he's my favorite he's the best but his solo album is actually what got me into the new pornographers and yes. that got me and Emily Hines or the Metric is what got me into. I love me- I love metric, scene. Yeah. and I I love stars. Maybe I should just move to Canada. They have they have really <laughs> good music because everywhere it's cold. It's yeah. great, great bands. Yeah, they have to go in the basement. Yeah, the only warm place is the studio. <laughs> so it's cold, like like Bell and Sebastian. That's the best best band because it's cold. Yeah, yeah. They got to go inside. <laughs> there is something to that. It's true. They they used, they said that's why grunge exploded the way it did is because everyone in so cold Seattle and Portland was stuck inside just trying to stay dry. Speaking of which, it's like almost the beginning of June and it's raining. It's Hot raining summer right now. and yeah, we're in. A, this is like we're out the avenues in San Francisco. That's right what, now. yeah, where um, I'm from. Yeah. Um, speaking of sporadic sprinkles, I have to, I hate doing this, but it's, you I'm a man of a Starbucks? certain age, I just have to use the restroom. Well, I mean, we've been in this car for three fucking hours. I, it's, it, well, I added coffee to it, and it's a real, real Billy Wayne Davis episode where I, remember I had to go into his house oh, yeah, and use, right. use the bathroom and wake up a baby? 
But uh, I'm just going to add that to that. Okay. We can do that. I can even go into whatever Everest, Everest is. Go to Everest. What's Everest? I can't get over. Uh, I don't know, but I imagine well, I they have a, a, a mountain-themed bathroom. Um, can you go into the original teriyaki bowl? I wonder if they have a restaurant. <laughs> I bet they don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know all the remakes. Help wanted. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see what's on the right. Bad news. I didn't use what? the bathroom. Good news. I got a job. What <laughs> What town are we in right now? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're in Tahunga. Oh. Or Sunland. Lake Arrowhead. There's a martial arts studio. Hold on. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Can you guys just kick me in the groin? <laughs> <laughs> Can you fix How about this? About uh, Tire Trellis? No, I thought that was a Tim Horton. <laughs> Speaking of Canada. A secret Tim Hortons? Oh, there's a British store, not a bar. Okay. I hate oh, adding there's, this. Okay, we're back at Starbucks. Okay. So oh, we, we went to. We, right. we purchased something. Thank you. you have and a I'll, right. I'll have the evidence in my hand. That's right. And then I'll Just have act something casual. else in my hand. Just <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> sorry. Uh... All and right. you two can talk amongst yourselves and uh, yourselves and catch up. And uh, oh, we will. I will be back shortly. Well, let's be honest. When I was in my twenties, it'll take me about <laughs> ten minutes. It's just a narrow urethra. Okay, and then you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. It's an urgency. The funny thing is, I'll be standing there. Well, no one wants to hear my medical. No, please yeah. don't go into it. It's just the urgency, and then it doesn't. <laughs> Come out, okay. Oh, the and the I always forget about the mic. Okay. There you go. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Okay. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. It's nice to see you. I know. I wish um I could have uh gone to Italy too. Oh. What, what did you do? We just um. So you know my sister's friend Adrian that I also grew up with. Yeah. She's my friend too. But she and I and our friend Janet who's really her friend, but um, Janet has a house in Kauai, and we all started going there every summer because Janet's husband died, and so it was, like, to kind of support her and, you know, have fun summers. And my sister, who knows all of those people way better, was like, just come with us. It's really fun. So we started doing that, and then last 4th of July, which is when we when we usually go, Everybody got COVID and it was like, it kind of like every, it all fell apart. Like everyone kind of got in fights and was mad and stuff. And so we all decided we're not going to go to Kauai again, like anytime soon. And I was like, I'd actually like to travel. Uh, so I'd let's go somewhere we all want to go. I mean, we want to go there, but it's like, let's go somewhere fun and exciting and new. And I honestly believe during COVID that I would never get to go to Italy because I've always wanted to. And it seemed like everything was going to shut down permanently. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like a little bit on the spur of the moment, we're like, let's go to Italy. So we decided to go for three weeks and we went to like four different places. Mm -hmm. So we were in Tuscany and we went out to Cinque Terre on the coast and um, where else did we go? Florence and then Lake Como at the end. Oh, beautiful. And it was fucking... I just didn't, like, you know it's good. And mm-hmm. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. It's like, I just didn't understand how it's amazing it was. so there. amazing. I've never been to Lake Como. I would love to go there. It's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, because there's these little towns that are right on the edge of the lake. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a huge, crazy-ass villa that, like, 
you know, the Medici's or whatever their name is like built. Then there's like one of those that's up on a hill that's just falling apart because someone abandoned it a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, there's a lot of history and it's very cozy and very like, I did, it was just amazing. I just couldn't believe it. It's so incredible. Yeah. It was really nice. And then it was just nice. It was like a really long vacation, which was also very nice. So it was great. Yeah. Florence is so beautiful. Yeah. It's I loved it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's so phenomenal. Like I love the food and I love the everything. Yeah. I, I love to say, grazie mille. Yeah. <laughs> we, there was like, you know, three phrases that we all knew. Like we were like, we're going to sign up for Babel and we're all going to learn. And we literally were like, grazie. Uh, you know, we learned three things. Ciao, buonasera. And we barely knew those. So we really started like hitting those ones really hard when people would, <laughs> you know, put down a plate or whatever. It'd be like, grazie mille. And that's like the mille. only thing you could figure out to say. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's just so fun to go shopping and look at the fun things in the store. I mean, it's like not even like to buy, but just to look at things and just to eat. Mm. The food is just so, everything is so incredible. The way they eat kind of like the way they live structured around eating makes so much sense where it's like get up and drink coffee and eat pastry mm-hmm. and then two hours later eat a huge lunch mm-hmm. and then fuck around and then eat dinner at like eight and or nine yeah that is brilliant it's so it's so wonderful it just I, I love all the food and i love all of the like i love churches i love all the weird like stuff like in rome all of the marble and the bernini sculptures and everything it's just beautiful yeah yeah, that art is fucking crazy. It's so amazing. We were in, in Florence, we, like, when we first walked into the square where the Duomo is mm-hmm. and the way it's all, like, painted on the outside. Because I was like, oh, this is going to be beautiful. My dad actually made me watch a documentary about the Duomo. Because the guy that built it, they, he wasn't an architect. Mm-hmm. He just was like, I have this plan and I'm going to build it. And then it, they were like, it shouldn't have stayed up. And for some reason it did, like, they don't know how he did it. Like, you know, one of those kind of Catholic dream stories or whatever. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we should go look at that. Sure, whatever. But then you come around the corner and you're like, oh, my God. Like, the way it's painted and the way it's designed, it's just unbelievable. Is the Duomo near Lake Cuomo? (laughs) (laughs) Did Home Jim go? No. He's, Home Jim's home, but he's... He's good. He just does. He doesn't like traveling. He's kind of like a bad hip. Mm-hmm. So, home gym. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my podcast. Of course. Um, home gym. Um, his thing is, he went to the Lazy Boy Recliner store in Santa Rosa, and he walked in and bought an entire living room set that was already set up because he wanted to get one of those chairs that stands you up and dumps you out, oh, like yeah. that old people use. Yeah. But he didn't want it to be like a weird, almost like medical thing in the front room. Uh-huh. So he got a one that, and then a, like a couch and a love seat that match and a new coffee table and a new rug. Oh, and so he like redid the front room, which he won't throw my mom's clothes away. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you redid the front room. And now he has this chair that like, he's like, watch this. And it like stands him up and then he gets up and walks around. I know. That's great. It's wow. the cutest. So, I love it. Yeah. So he's very happy with his gigantic TV and his, you know, sports constantly. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of 
the 90s and right-wing politics, that <laughs> place was playing Morrissey so loud and the entire staff was like singing like it was like a fun party in there oh nice this is my favorite starbucks now i wonder if they're getting ready to close yeah it had a real uh closing yeah (laughs) that's a band called semi-sonic i know those guys Really? You're, I, it's yet another band. So, I'm not in their band, but they're, uh, they are really cool. Well, other than that song, and surprisingly, their other songs were in some skate videos, uh, I like them. I just, no one likes that song. I think that's, they, well, now I feel bad. I I personally that one song isn't their best song as well. You know what song I've been really obsessed with and it's so weird because um I've been listening to this band called Bowling for Soup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like nineties but two that or it was like Y two K is so many of their songs are so beautiful. I think once I tried to go get Let's Go Bowling, speaking of Ska. And got bowling for soup instead. It, there, but didn't give it a the, chance. Uh, um, some of the arrangements are really majestic, and they're, mm-hmm. is, which is so surprising for a band called Bowling for Soup. I know. I yeah. thought that they were. I assumed they were like they would have been like Dead Milkman style joke songs. Kind of, but it's you know what they're like. They're like Fountains of Wayne. Oh, you know, it's like that pop that it's there's like one kind of jokey song that maybe gets them on the radio. But then their catalog is like so full of amazing, really wondrous pop hits. Mm. Um, But uh, I I was just really kind of like shocked at how I've been very like listening to a lot of the Y2K songs that I missed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's in there. Um, Things from Dishwalla. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, both things were lit. and <laughs> Stuff Big Rick Stewart would play for us in the afternoon. Absolutely. Like, you just, um, there's so much music that we kind of missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, because I couldn't see past the ear gauges and the big wide pants. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize how how deep the music actually was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should really revisit. Good. I've been listening to Hum, which I often confuse for lit. Very, very, very much in that. It's yeah. kind of like in that uh, 311 yeah. um, kind of area. Yeah, 311, as as Howard Kramer says, is the 911 of bands. But I don't <laughs> fully agree because I'm nostalgic for it. It reminds me of... You know, I they weren't bad. Of, I love them. Yeah, li- living in a snowboard house with a bunch of people that with smelly boots and that was the best time of my life it reminds me of remember pond yeah pond was good Mm -hmm. i felt like there were i feel like there was one and i felt like maybe this was a bumbershoot show or maybe we were on the road i was opening for you margaret where there was a portland show in that crystal ballroom where the floor bounced yes and we went and saw it wasn't pond but it was um the one of the boys had bleach blonde hair was it mud honey everclear no no uh clutch i'm gonna stop um (laughs) not the posies no um 
the Afghan wigs? No, like younger and maybe tiny bit, uh, well, not harder than the Afghan wigs, but like uh, a little pre-emo, more in the emo direction. Oh, a sidebar of the, I actually accidentally asked Greg Dooley on a date and <laughs> got rejected. What? When did that happen? That, not that long ago. Super embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. It's super embarrassing. Maybe he said no on accident. No, okay. <laughs> he said he was already seeing somebody, and then, but I, I did it like the most chicken shit way. If I just asked him directly, I think I probably, I mean, he's seeing somebody, I would have taken it better, but I accidentally asked him on a date through somebody else, which I shouldn't have done. Oh, yeah. And I should have just said it myself. Did you say, will you tell, ask, ask your friend if he likes me? It was one of those. <laughs> it was kind of like that, yeah, like I'm old, in second grade. The old yes, no, maybe box. Yeah. <laughs> So embarrassing. I'm Check like, one, please. Oh. I'm in my mid fifties. I can't be doing that. But look, here's the thing. Here's the upside of doing that. When he, when the re- no response came back, you were just safe at home. Yeah, I'm, I don't have to drive anywhere. That, I'm <laughs> glad. But thank God, I would have had to drive somewhere. Oh, the pain. So embarrassing. But what band did we go see? We, Toadies. We. Oh, love- it had a Toadies vibe. Like more in that realm. I'm of- usually good at this. I feel Big like Head Todd. No. And the monsters? <laughs> but I feel like Big Head Todd and those and Mud Honey were like long hair dudes. And these right. were like the kind of a little bit after those guys in the when the short hair, more Portland. Yeah. Helmet. Sounds like helmet. I mean, uh, helmet was very hard. I can still listen to helmet and will and do. Well, there was one <laughs> there was one place where we uh I remember that we had come in and I'm not sure, but we were at the place where there was a Slipknot show and we were just looking at the people in line at the Slipknot show going, oh, that's an interesting Yeah, <laughs> so many things you can do with a zipper. They look kind of like they, I mean, what did you say? So many things you can do with a zipper. That's right. Yeah. Um, lots of zipper, lots of... Uh, you know, people just in macrame or like kind of a burlap sack for a fit, like a big <laughs> yeah, mask yeah, yeah. with one hole for an eye. Yeah. Uh, and a button on the other yeah, eye. With yeah. maggots spilling out of it. <laughs> you know, in a pinch, you could just put that together. Just a quick trip to yeah. Joanne Fabrics and get some burlap, you know. You last minute slipknot tickets that you have to run down <laughs> to Michael's real fast. Get your shit together. <laughs> They're like, are you going to dress up as a scarecrow? No, 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 no. Don't. It's fine. I'll do it myself. Don't try to help me. Okay. Are you making clothes, fashion design stuff? Um, No, but I, I got rid of my uh, sewing machine. And I'm so, I'm, I haven't made anything for a while. I yeah. always think that I'm going to go back to it. But my eyes are not as good as they were. So it's hard to do that. Also, my cats will rip it up. Mm. I could make cat toys. Oh. That would be good. Or a dog toy. You were making clothes? I was making clothes, and I had a little bit of a, a fashion line and, and, and stuff. But then it was kind of like, um, I, didn't, I didn't know how to do it. And you have to keep on, when you make clothes, like, you have to do this, like, do a season, mm. do a collection per season. It's just, like, too much. Yeah. The shorts you were wearing at Largo, I want to oh, say LeMay gold, those they, shiny. Those are really uncomfortable, and they give me <laughs> such a meaty tuck. <laughs> 
I uh, what's a meaty tuck? A meaty tuck is like when you're a drag queen and you have to put your penis sure, in, okay. And it's, so it's what I thought. <laughs> it's a meaty tuck, but um, I really did like the way those look. Yeah, they they're awesome, and they have like fringe on them when yeah. you or ruffles. Karen, they're like these uh, adult baby diaper panties. <laughs> yes, they're like pink um, and really like metal. They look like they're made of metal. But oh, were they pink? They're they're like silver pink. There's oh, Joanne's. There's no. Oh, let's go get some burlap. <laughs> Wait, and did you make those? No, I didn't make those. Oh, but, but that's but that's the uh, that's the kind of aesthetic. That's what I would make if I if I made clothes. I would make really I was, outlandish. That's what I was unwearable uh, things. Yeah, the, the bush I was beating around was. Did you make those shorts? But no, they, I didn't make those. But I I would. Yeah. Um. Should we take you home? We're really this sure. Is, this has been long, right? It's been fun, but I, I I don't live very far, so you can go ahead. Okay. I'm I can't sorry. believe you went to my old house. <laughs> yes. You've been to my new house a few times. I know. You've been yeah. to my new house quite a few times. I've been to this house for 22 years. <laughs> and then and then Karen revealed that it wasn't even your old house. It was a, a, a third Laura person. Milligan's house. <laughs> oh, you like, went to that. You went to Curson. I did a weird. No, 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 not Curson. Remember, Laura used to live up behind the Gelsons. I was oh, like yeah. combining. Oh, yeah, Laura's other. Oh, the wooden shack. I was combining. No, that was Beechwood. Her last oh. house before she moved. Okay. Uh, so I was combining turning up your street that right. you do live on. Right. But I just basically t- tacked that onto the top of. That's so funny. Behind Gelson. You should have just gone to Kathy Griffin's old house too, <laughs> while you were at it. Okay, well, you have to tell me how to get back okay. to your house. Okay, so make a U turn. Okay. Not, not here. Yet. Not as per that very visible sign. <laughs> oh, he pedals funny. I saw your house on Architectural Digest. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's you, so beautiful. You have to come over. I would love to. I um, I have to do uh, cribs next week. Oh. And I'm really nervous about it because Please. I don't want to clean. Did you have to clean up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Your house was so clean. Well, it also, there's not that much shit in it. Like, I... The, I planned it that way because I'm so messy that I'm just like if there's if everything is kind of like open uh clean surfaces then I can't keep it messy oh god I don't you know I'm still so messy I'm so messy and um I have like just the biggest mess and they're gonna look in my refrigerator I have so much (laughs) old food in there and they're gonna look at my closets I don't have anything in display everything is like it's a mess. I would, yeah, just leave the messes that you have a funny story about. Yeah, it'd be like, <laughs> act like it's like diamonds where you're opening a refrigerator and be yeah. like, yeah, y'all, this is like this goat cheese from yeah. eight months ago. This is Crystal goat cheese. Yeah. It's so, um, it, it's, I, I'm not going to clean, I'm, I don't want to clean it. I'm not, I'm rejecting like the kind of, like the premise. This, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to clean it. I didn't know they still made cribs it's new they're doing i love it can i is it a good chance for me to pimp my ride yes (laughs) you should they should send over a producer to be like eyeball the place and then they should clean it if they want you know what i mean yeah you should be like hey you guys should come and clean this if you really want (laughs) well i said that i'm fine with them photographing whatever it's totally okay just don't let the cats out (laughs) but everything is i'm open to for them to see it all so I think that's kind of funny, too, if you go to somebody's house. Like, if you went to one of those things and it, their house is trashy yes. and it's not hoarders. Right. That's kind of funny. <laughs> You're changing it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it could be sort of, 
oh, this is okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I saw in the background the last time we Zoom podcasted, you have a very beautiful main room. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful house. It's a very, uh, it's messy because I don't um, like organize anything. Well, yeah. Why? Unless you're having company. Yeah. And it's just me. So I don't really care. You know, you should give people a tour of all the different piles. You're just like, here's my mail. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some stuff I'm going to take care of later. It's piles and piles of like old lip balm (laughs) (laughs) that I uh, never got to the end of. Mm hmm. Um, When you mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene's lips. They're they're Carmex. She has the most Carmex (laughs) lip face. It's so true. I love those specifics. She's so, that's just just like, the joke is that I think she's so dykey looking Mm -hmm. that whenever she's on TV, I'm like, is this women's golf? (laughs) Because she's so... Carmexed. Yeah. She is. She won't pick a color. She only goes. She just likes the, you know, the menthol color. <laughs> the menthol. The addictive menthol of Carmex. She is uh, like a menthol cigarette. But she's she's gross. Yeah. And, um, the worst. I think, yeah, we, we, we had it so good with Republicans before. We really oh. fucked it up. Remember um, Newt Gingrich? He seemed like <laughs> so reasonable now. Now he seems like He's so reasonable. It just like, you know. Do you go to that Pier 1 Imports often? I have, I have not been there, but... Um, it's abandoned. It's abandoned. But there was... Uh, when I lived in Hollywood, we went to Pier 1 and got those Papasan chairs. Yeah. And we put them on my patio. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. That was our the summer of the Food Network and Xanax. That was great. <laughs> also, that red couch you got that kind of we got red on our clothes. Yeah, because we were like the white pants. <laughs> A little bit inspired by the khaki ads that were there swing dancing in in the yeah. gap. Yeah. <laughs> we were wearing a lot Capris. of lighter colors on a red couch that we laid on all day long. And then we would make it the red bleed onto the pants, which that doesn't happen anymore, does it? Mm-mm. With uh, like couch colors or maybe because we're in a different um, tax bracket. You, maybe that and maybe because you got that couch at Pampa. Oh, we got it at Pampa. <laughs> Say that again. There's, Pampa. There's a, there's a furniture store that used to be on, I believe, Beverly. And anytime we drive by it, Margaret would go, got to go to Pampa. <laughs> and it was a th- one of those things that like, and maybe because of my excessive drinking or whatever, it would get stuck in my head of hearing you say, yeah. got to so, go to Pampa. We got to go to Pampa. So I years think- later, I would like take pictures and text it to her and be like, I drove by Pampa. And then, oh, during the Black Lives Matter riot, like the sort of things like the everything, um, their windows got broken at Pampa. Did it really? I think I sent you a picture. That of it. sounds like black ops. That does, that sounds like it was like fake, super fake. It was a fake, um, not really Black Lives Matter, but it was like right wingers pretending, right? Yes, yep. that um, that's what all that is. Because yeah. they went and parked that old cop car that was like a Chevelle, and then they lit it on fire mm-hmm. right in right by Television City. Yeah, and everyone's standing around like, "What are you doing?" Like yeah. the marches down there. That was crazy. There's like there was like all of these weird. Ex- they're called accelerationists, and they're like trying to pretend yeah. that um, people that were protesting police brutality 
we're actually doing these violent acts and that that's not the case at all. No, it's bullshit. It's yeah. crazy. You know, the, trying to blame it on this idea of Antifa, which also doesn't exist. Yeah, the most obvious example of that was in Santa Monica. They were breaking into the Patagonia store and running out with longboards and, <laughs> no. and flip-flops. No. Yeah. It was footage that blew my mind. But, so dumb. hey, it got results. Protests. I'm into it. I'm into protesting. I didn't know I was. Not to be controversial. I didn't mean to silence the already quiet car. <laughs> I, I like I like a protest. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they work so well. Well, I like the fact that, especially compared to when I was in my 20s, when we were in our 20s, and no one gave a single shit about politics in the least. Like, mm -hmm. you weren't supposed to, except for, like, Bill Clinton, ha, 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 whatever. Yeah. And now people are so, I mean, they're just mobilized, and it's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. We're not leaving it to all the old people to take care of it anymore. Oh, no. Because they don't. Like my dad said, all the old people like him need to just die off. But then that makes me think he's talking about himself, and it makes me sad. Well, <laughs> it's a nice sentiment, though. I know what he means, yes. Yeah. I appreciate what he means. And no offense if you're old. I, you know. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. We're all... We've, well, it's not. A, it, 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 think it's supposed to be middle age. Right. Right. I used to think middle age was 30, though. <laughs> right. Well, the life expectancy used to be 60, so. Back in the 30s. Back in the 30s. Yeah, I was looking at, I don't know why, the football team from the University of Montana in the 50s, and they, I mean, they're all at cigarettes and they're balding. They were 18 <laughs> years old, but they all look like extras from Dick Tracy. <laughs> it's just so interesting how I guess we're evolving as humans. It's also weird how getting older but then still feeling I think I still feel like 28 yeah. all the time. It's just a, I thought it would go away. No, it doesn't go away. I, I mean, I think that um, yeah, I'll, I don't know why but I've never felt younger actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just so immature and young. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I think that that's the yeah. goal in life. So we're doing it. But I did have hemorrhoid. <laughs> right. There's the little <laughs> There's physical in there. aging. You could have hemorrhoid when you're young, too. Yeah. If, if you push too hard. Yeah, but I think mine was from excessive sitting. Oh, no. Well, then I'm in real danger. Have to sit on one of those donuts. I think I do need like a donut, like a hemorrhoid pillow. I just use my airline neck pillow. Oh, just sit on that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. handy. Yeah, or good just double duty. Sit on the end of a massage bed. Yes. Just poke it through there. The people. So when you're gonna go, you're gonna make a sort of a little lefty here, but you're not gonna just go left, and then you're gonna go right at this light. Okay. Got you. Do you have to? Do any traveling? What are you preparing for? I'm going Margaret? to San Francisco a day after tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, cool. But Wait. I'm only there for a few hours. I'm going to doing San Francisco um, on my show, then in Portland, and then Seattle for the weekend. Oh, nice. That's so good, it's very fast. That's but a good run. Just uh, three days in a row? Uh, yeah, just Friday, San Francisco, at the Palace of Fine Arts, which... Uh, oh, nice. It just reminds me of the Exploratorium, which is not even there anymore. <laughs> you would touch a cold thing and think it was wet. <laughs> <laughs> It's a science museum that was interactive. 
Like yeah. Meow Wolf, kind of. What's that? What's that? Oh, that's in. Uh, uh, not. I always want to say El Paso, but it's in New Mexico, and it is called. Santa, Santa Fe. Fe yeah, yeah, has this. It's called Meow Wolf, and it's installations. Like it's an art museum, but it's interactive, and you crawl. You oh. follow a storyline, and you end oh. up crawling through like go into a dryer and then all of a sudden you're in your grandparents kitchen and oh, it, it, oh. and then you oh, go get in the left lane here okay. and it's kind of like you figure out a puzzle but it's it's all art installations and it's and then amazing. turn left at this um okay right here yes the exploratorium is in san francisco and it was more like um you could pull a bow back and forth and play a violin they had like had this kind of thing and it was just basically where you went for field trips yeah when you didn't live in san francisco but did mm -hmm. you also do it when you did live in san francisco yeah yeah it was great and it was like it was like for kids but it was like a science museum but it was like very hands-on interactive early interactive it was super exciting yeah. yeah yeah when i did meow wolf it was all kids and me just giggling and running with it's a so group cute. of kids that i did yeah it was so fun i was i if we had that Growing up, I would have blossomed into a better person. <laughs> well, it's never too late. It isn't. That's what we've... We're all 28. Um, Margaret, thank you so much for being our premier guest. Thank yeah. you. I loved it. Thank you, Margaret. Thank Great you. Job. Thank it's you. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to see I you, too. You. I love you, too. I miss you. I miss you. Let's do a Largo okay. or something. That'd yeah. be great. I'm okay, going to remind Karen that she said she would do that. You got to do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Please. How have I... great shows. Oh, there's a button. That is so futuristic. <laughs> <I know. laughs> have Thank great shows. Much. Thank you. Have Thank a great you. time. Thank you. Okay. Thanks Bye. again for the other night. Thank you. Thank you for the cake pop. Bye. <laughs> oh, she's the best. Yeah. Hello, sir. Should we wrap it up? Oh, yeah, I just, well, I'm so sorry. God, all of a sudden I was just in a car and we were hanging out. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? That's actually what we were doing. That's yeah. the beauty of this podcast. It's so funny. I forgot we were podcasting. I thought we were just driving in a car while recording. D-Y-N-A-R! Yeah, we haven't honked for so long. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.